Thank you for listening to Southside Baptist Church's sermon podcast. We trust that this podcast is an encouragement to you. If there's any way that we can pray for you, or if you have any questions about Jesus and why we serve him, please email us at info at southsidesbc.org. Again, that's info at southsidesbc.org. Thanks for listening. Many of you guys know that... um you know, our family um, had the opportunity um, to go out west this past uh, summer. Had a great time. Thank you for allowing us to go. Um, and we were grateful for that. Um, got a chance. I had always wanted to go and see some of the, you know, those historic or, uh, uh, you know, some of those great just some of the great stuff out west. And so, obviously, probably the greatest people say, what, what was your greatest would you love the best about your trip? And I, I mean, how can you say anything else other than the Grand Canyon, right? It's, it's just so awesome to, I, you know, I, I, as we stood there and we got some great pictures and God even allowed us to have a, a picture um, that was just kind of spontaneous, but I, I don't know, it's kind of um, really cool of all our family in shadows on a rock. And some of you have seen that, that Laura's shown and so forth, but um and we got a chance to kind of sit on the edge and take pictures. But, you know, as, if you've ever been there, if you haven't, you've seen, I know you've seen pictures. And you, you see pictures, and can I just say, you've probably heard this before, pictures don't do it justice. Um, it is just so amazing and awe-inspiring to stand there and to look and... Um, you know, to look out across the Grand Canyon, and I know it varies in width, but I believe at its widest point, 18 miles across, you see the whole way. It's just awesome. And then you look down one end and you just see it keep going on. And we walk to ways and I have to confess that, um, the kids, we did a trail and, um, Laura and I, and the younger kids only made it a part of a way while the older kids (laughs) went a lot farther, um, down the trail. So you, we, you look down and it's, you know, a mile deep at its deepest point. And then you turn and look the other way and it's as far as you can see, I believe 270 something miles in total. This, no wonder it's called the Grand Canyon, right? And you look all these different directions and you just... It, it never ceases. I mean, you just stand there in awe and wonder. And, and as we were standing there, I mean, you know, you would think, um, you know, that obviously if you've been there, you know, there's concrete and they've made um, gay, uh, fences, if you will, and, and um, stuff for, and there's so many other people there looking as well, but it is, it's kind of eerily quiet. At least when we went, it was, it, there were a lot of people there, but it was like everybody was standing there just in awe. Um, I think that, is, that when we come to the Lord's table, there needs to be a similar posture that we come with. Um, the Lord Jesus didn't give us many ordinances. We call it an ordinance. This is a a symbol. What we're going to partake of this morning together, what we call the Lord's Supper, is a symbol. It doesn't confer grace upon us by taking this. We take it 
we're going to talk about here in a second, in remembrance of what Jesus has done for us. But as we, as we come to the Lord's table and, and as we do it today in a COVID-friendly way, um, I want to, as we look at 1 Corinthians 11 just for a few minutes um, before we do that, I want us to, to, to stand in awe. And I want to give you kind of, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about standing at the Grand Canyon and how we look out and over and left and right and down and you're just standing in awe in every which way. Um, I want to talk about three looks I believe that we need to take as we come to the Lord's table. And the first one, friends, is I believe we need to take a look back. What does 1 Corinthians 11 say to us? Paul here, the Apostle Paul, um, is recording um, and for the Corinthians is writing to them um, about the, the, the first um, initial Lord's Supper time that the Lord instituted this ordinance. And he says here in verse 23, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, now let me stop there for just a moment. We've just celebrated Thanksgiving, right? In which we are to give thanks to the Lord. Um, it is easy to give thanks to the Lord when everything's going good in our lives, isn't it? You know, thank you, Lord. I've got a good job. Thank you, Lord. My family's all healthy. Thank you, Lord, all this. But here's what I want you to think about. That here... It says, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, speaking of the bread, and said, and then the same thing with the cup, that Jesus here gives thanks to the Father not long before he knew he was going to be hanging on the cross. Uh, that just kind of hit me this week. Um, can we give thanks? I think there's you know, something good, does something tremendous for us when we give thanks. You know, even the secular world nowadays, there's so many articles coming out how, oh, you know, we need to be thankful because it's good for your health and it's better than, we know that. We know it's better for our health, better than complaining. But how, as I said earlier, how do we give thanks if we don't believe in a God to give thanks to? So I think it says something to us here as we look back at what Christ did, that he gave thanks to the Father um, for the bread and the, the juice, the fruit of the vine, but also, um, man, for, for the very breath of life, for sustaining us, for giving us hope, and all those things we can give thanks to him. We don't know exactly what other Jesus was giving thanks to the Father for, but I think it's significant that he says that he gave thanks. Um, but you know this next part. He gave thanks, broke it, and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Um, I believe it's important we're going to, as we observe the Lord's Supper here in just a few minutes, that this is to be done by those who have put their faith and trust in Christ. 
Because how else can we remember what Christ has done for us if we've never really understood that to start with? Here's what that means and and what a great symbol Christ has given us. The bread symbolizing his body, which was shed for us on the cross. His body was literally broken for us as he was beaten. And and as we look back at the cross, we think about... um, the beatings and scourgings that he took, the crown of thorns on his head, the nails in his hands and feet that hung him there. We think about um, him struggling, pushing up to breathe as the weight of hanging there would have taken um, the breath out of him. And we think of all of that so that very literally his body was broken in so many ways for us. And then it says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Friends, um, Hebrews tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Um, the whole sacrificial system in the Old Testament is a foreshadowing or a looking forward to what Christ is, does for us in the New Testament. As the, the shedding of blood of an innocent animal was to symbolize their sins being paid for. Jesus becomes that perfect, spotless, sinless brother of ours to offer himself on the cross for us. So I believe it's important here in a minute as we take of these two things, as we take of the, the, the bread, the, the, the juice, Lord, that we remember what these symbolize. These symbolize his body and his blood given to pay for your sins and for mine. But I believe not only do we need to look back, I believe we should also look within. If you look down at verse 27, after Paul talks about how Jesus instituted this and kind of gives us in that some instructions, if you will, it says in verse 27, therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Now, there's been a lot of misunderstandings over these next couple of verses through the years. Um, And let me just clarify something. Um, No one is worthy. No, none of us are worthy to take of the Lord's Supper. Um, Some would say that this is saying if we are unworthy, don't come. We're all unworthy. The only way we become worthy is through the blood of Christ and is shed for us. Amen? That's what makes us whole. And so here in verse 28 when it says, but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Um, This is not to see if we are worthy, friends, but it is to see if we are partaking in a worthy manner. In other words, are are we coming to remember what he's done for us? It's not about us, it's about him. And as we come to the Lord's table, let us focus on him and what he's done and what that does for us in in cleansing us from our sins. Verse 29, he says, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So what was going on here, uh, we read on in the next few verses, um, is that some of them were coming 
um, to the Lord's table in which they were eating um, a little bit different than we are. They were eating really more bread and, 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 and taking of the fruit of the vine that um, they were, some were coming because they were hungry and they were, for lack of a better word, stuffing their faces. <laughs> um, listen, if we're in need um, as a church, we want to provide for that. But, you know, the Lord's Supper is a time to come to reflect on what Christ has done. Amen. And so as we come to the table, let us, let us do it in a worthy manner. I, I, I think of in this, when I was a, when I was a teenager, um, we used to all sit, kind of like our teens do a lot of time, right down here in the front in our sanctuary. And um, I'll never forget um, one Sunday when we were having the Lord's Supper, there were some of the teens that were giggling and joking and kind of making fun. And I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know their heart and I don't know what was going on there. And I, I mean, this is definitely something that I hope God's dealt with them. But I think, I think when we come to the Lord's table, it needs to be a serious matter. It's not something we joke about. It's not something we, we take lightly. It's something that is, uh, we need to look within for a couple of reasons. Number one, as we examine ourselves here to make sure we're, we're coming in a, in, a, in a manner in which is honoring to the Lord. But um, 2 Corinthians 13, 5 tells us also, examine yourselves as to whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? So we also should be looking within, has there been a time when I've put my faith and trust in Christ as my savior? Am I saved? Have I repented, turned from my sins, and trusted Christ as my Lord? Um, remember, we, it's not about praying the right prayer. It's about a surrender to him. It's about turning from our sins and, and following him, trusting, just trusting what he did on the cross for our sins. Um, and then it's about, I believe, examining, um, as, as David said in, in the Psalms of Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my way. See if there is any wicked way in me and, and lead me in the way everlasting. And so as we come to the Lord's table and realize that he has paid the penalty for all of our sins, yes, we're still sinners, but do we, are we continuing in sin, sin that grace may abound? Or are we allowing his grace to cleanse us daily to help us to walk closer with him? That's where we need to be. So as we come to the Lord's table, yes, it is a time that we ask God to search us, make sure we're his, but also we sur continually surrender to him. Lord, continually do your work in me. So I believe we look back. I believe we look within. Friends, I believe we also need to look forward. Uh, if you look at verse 26, Paul writes, for as often as you eat this bread, and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So as we come together as a church family, we are proclaiming to each other that, hey, I am a believer, I'm, a, I'm, I'm trusting in Christ as my savior. And I don't know about you, but that encourages me, amen? It encourages me to know that we, that, that you 
also are trusting in Christ as your savior, just as I am trusting in Christ as my savior, just as Jan is trusting in Christ as her savior, as Jagger is, as Brandon is, as Nathaniel, we're all trusting in Christ as our savior. There's, there's strength together. Amen. And so as we look forward, we proclaim the Lord's death, his his, his sacrifice for our sins. But friends, it, it should not end with, within these walls, amen? We are praying for our ones. Um, uh, I'm grateful to hear stories about um, people's ones that they're praying for and some of them coming to Christ. In second service, um, um, Noreen is gonna give a little testimony of her one who has come to faith in Christ. And we praise God for that. And as you are praying for your one, um, friends, I understand, and I've talked about this in COVID, it is hard when we're supposed to, don't, don't have gatherings, don't be around people. How are we supposed to share Christ? And we need to ask for God's help in that, um, in this weird world we live in. But we need to understand that we are to be his ambassadors. He has called us to be his witnesses and to proclaim his death till he comes. That is an important responsibility that we have. Um, what difference does what we're going to be doing here in a moment together, what difference does that make in our lives as we go out and we interact with people that we come in contact with every day? Are we being bold? Let what Christ has done embolden us to tell others about him. And I know our world today wants to tell us, no, keep it to yourself, it's private. No, Listen, the most loving thing you can do, even if others don't receive it, is to tell them what Christ has done for them. Let's never forget that. So here's what I wanna do. I've asked Pastor Brandon um, to play a little music um, just in the background. As we take a few minutes, I want you, as we take a time, just an individual prayer here, to, I want you to look back and thank Christ, thank the Lord Jesus for what he's done for you. I want you to take a few minutes to look within. And I want you to then look forward and think about what difference does this make in my life on a day-to-day -day basis? And how can I be more active in proclaiming the Lord's death till he comes? Let's take a moment together, just privately, right where you are, just to do business with the Lord and reflect on things. Thanks again for listening to Southside Baptist Church's weekly sermon podcast. If there's any way that we can help you, or if you're looking for your next steps to further your journey with Jesus Christ, please contact us at info at southsidesbc.org. Thanks and have a great week.